Welcome to my Soul Life podcast and our Soul Life conversations. I'm your host, Susan Scollin, and in these episodes, I'll be here supporting and guiding you as we open up and explore who we truly are to live our soul life now. See you inside. A quick reminder for you that all the information shared in this podcast is my experience and the experience of my guest. It's not medical or mental health advice, diagnosis or treatment, and I'd encourage you to seek professional advice where needed. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another Soul Life Conversation. It's Susan, I'm here, and today we're going to dive into my fitness journey. And the whole purpose of sharing this with you is to talk about our why and why we do things. And in creating our your soul life and my soul life, we need to understand why we do the things that we do and why they're important to us, but also understanding that perhaps the why has changed. And this was one of the biggest things for me around my fitness journey. So I'll take you on a little bit of a journey, so to speak, around 2021, and then we'll roll into 2022. And hopefully this will help you um, carve up, you know, a little bit of understanding for yourself, some self-compassion as well in there. I had to have a lot of that for myself. I had to laugh about myself, to start experimenting again, and just playing around with things to see what fit and what didn't fit. So in 2021, I was playing netball and I wanted to just get a little bit more fitness. So I had been walking um, and I just started to pull in some running as well. And this came through a conversation with one of the ladies that I play with and she was talking about her team that she was coaching, I don't know if it was last year or the previous year, but she said the one thing that they did that really helped them and got them through to finals and then they won the grand final was they incrementally increased their fitness over the over the time. So they perhaps started running for two minutes at the beginning of every session and they do a five, four, three, two, one. I'll explain that in a minute in a moment as well. But that two minutes then became three minutes and three minutes became four minutes over the time. And this is sustainable change, right? Like right there. It's sustainable growth. It's just doing one thing really simply and then adding to it as we go on. The 54321 is basically, you can do it the full court of the netball court, you could do it on an oval, you could do it wherever. But when we were training, we would just do it in a third. So one third of the netball court. And basically, you would run or sprint for five, and then you would walk for one. And then the next one, you would run or sprint for four, and then you would walk for one, progressively coming down to one sprint and then your final walk. And that was just really good from like how netball is, you know, we use a lot of our anaerobic um, fitness system. So making sure that we had those sorts of things going as well as when you're running for two minutes or three minutes or five, five minutes, even that's your aerobic system that you're using. And so netball's a lot of short and sharp, which is where the five, four, three, two, one really helps to build that sort of fitness. So when I was going on my walks, I would get to a point in my in the road. It was actually almost at the point where I put up uh, where I was in a photo that I took yesterday for Instagram. So you can head over there and have a look at that. You can just basically see my shadow and the end of the road. And I started running for three minutes. And I figured if I could just run for three minutes, that would be enough. And maybe that's all I did the first day. I can't remember the details, but I definitely ran for three minutes. 
And the next time I went, let's add in a five, four, three, two, one as well. So I ran my three minutes, which got got me most of the way down that road. And then at the end, you turn around. So I was walking and then I came back up to a set of um, telegraph poles. And they were far enough apart that I figured that they were kind of like a third of netball. So I would tie my dog up, um, tie her lead around one of the posts, and then I would do the five, four, three, two, one, and then we would walk home. And that was what I was doing probably three days a week and consistently and then playing netball on a Saturday. And that was enough fitness for me. But then netball finished, so I didn't have to run anymore. So I didn't. Um, I didn't, didn't consistently do it. And then I probably was doing a little bit of it maybe once a week, but not really often because there was no sort of driver for it. There was no why effectively. And then come into um, what happened. Oh, and then come into school holidays and Teddy's at home with me and it's Teddy and I. And so I just stopped walking altogether. But the thing was, I stopped doing any kind of fitness. And I was just like, it's okay. It's no, it's December. It gets hot up here in Queensland. I'll get it back into it. Netball will start again in April of, I didn't know the dates, but it was April of this year. So let's think about February as the time frame that I'll get back into fitness. <laughs> so I'm laughing because I know that didn't happen. Um, so in amongst all of this, I'm doing Project 22, right? And I'm having conversations with my naturopath. And at the beginning, obviously, I was sort of running or I'd been doing walking and I was doing some sort of fitness with, so I could tell her that I was doing some activity. So I was ticking that box effectively. But then we come into January, I'm still not exercising, still not doing any kind of fitness. And if I try to, there was one walk, it was terrible. I was so, um, I struggled to breathe. There was so much going on. I probably, I wasn't eating as well at the time. So my energy levels were really low, just so much going on. Anyway, (coughs) I, um, I then, what happened? Um, oh, then I'm talking to the nutritionist and she's asking me how often am I exercising? And I said, well, I really aren't at the moment and I know I need to, and I could probably get into it. And we come to the next appointment a month later. Here we are in February by this stage. And my goal was to start exercising in February. And I hadn't done a thing. And so I was like, it's, I was like a gunner. I'm going to do it. It's coming. It's not a problem. It's going to happen. And I felt like I was like, nipple starting shortly. Like I need to build up my fitness to be able to run four 15 minute quarters. And, you know, in Canberra, um, on Saturdays, I think we were down to 12 minute quarters and at social comp, we were down to 10 minute quarters. So building that fitness up for an extra three minutes, I was just, and I hadn't played to be honest about 18 months. So I'm like, first off I'm playing, I'm building up fitness for 18 months when I first went back, but now I'm building up on that six months to go, Oh, we need to get back into it. So here I am going, I really need to get into doing it for netball. And it wasn't enough for me. It wasn't enough of a pull. And each day or each week, I would kind of go, oh, I'll start next week. It'll be fine. Oh, I'll start next week. It'll be fine. And then I found the dates that we started in April. And I'm like, okay, so if I start in March, that's four weeks. That's that's good too. So I'll start in March. Well, nothing happened. <laughs> and here I am going, I'm going to have to do something. Like I have to start moving my body. 
And it came through a conversation with the nutritionist, probably at my third appointment where here I am, first appointment, yeah, yeah, I'm going to get back into it, second appointment. I still haven't got back into it, but now I'm going to, I promise. And like promising to myself. And she, I think, had said at that second appointment, can you do at least two to three sessions a week? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, totally. No problems. That's not a problem. And I think we both learned the lesson. And I know that as a coach. And in that third session, she came back to me. And instead of telling me what to do, she asked me what I would like to do. And I said, ideally, I would like to work out five times a week. And I think at this point, I had perhaps started no I hadn't no let's reflect on that I hadn't started exercising and so or what I'd been doing was incidental and so I got off that call with her after saying that I wanted to do five times a week and she said well maybe just see how you go but aim for two to three times a week no worries but what happened was I didn't do anything that day, although it was in my head that, you know, I probably should, those sort of should moments, and you're just never getting on that exercise bike or going for that walk or whatever. But a day later, we were about to head into town. I was about to head into town. Um, I think Teddy was on, why was Teddy at home? Maybe Teddy was home. Anyway, maybe it was a holiday or something like that. But we had had a delivery of wood. Maybe Teddy wasn't home. Maybe I'm, I'm making things up, but we had had a delivery of wood because we, we've been building decks around our pool <clears throat> and I didn't want to leave that wood out the front. So I spent 20 minutes moving that wood from the front to the back um, and it was pretty heavy because I'm carrying these ba- massive long planks of wood, probably five metre lengths, I'm going to guess. They were long and I'm carrying two or three at a time depending on um, how many how many I could carry. And so I built up a sweat just by doing that. And I went, okay, that's my first bit of exercise. So I started looking at those ways that I'm incidentally um, exercising. And that weekend or the next weekend, we built those decks. And so I built one of the decks. And so here I am digging holes or digging out, you know, soil and stuff like that to, to create the decks. I'm like, well, there's incidental exercise as well. And in the midst of that, I started swimming. And so I would write down the swimming. And so all of a sudden, with the incidental incidental exercise and um, dedicated exercise, I was getting that five times a week. (laughs) And that kind of went, I kind of blew my mind around how easy that was. And I've continued to do that since then. Um, And originally, I was tracking it. So that first month with, so through April, I think it was, I, I religiously was tracking what I was doing. And so I would get to the end of the week and it's Sunday and perhaps I've only done four sessions. Well, that would be enough for me to go, let's just get on the exercise bike for 20 minutes. That will be enough. Um, and typically that's what I would do. But often I kind of got to Sunday and I didn't have to do anything because I'd already done every, done five days. And again, that was enough for me. I didn't feel the need to then start doing anything else. But what I realized and what I've spoken to you about already is my why. I didn't have a why that was intrinsically motivating me. I had lots of extrinsic external motivators like netball. And I realized that in the past that I had exercised to lose weight, but I wasn't doing that this time. I had no desire to lose any weight. I had no need to lose any weight. Like there was, so there was none of this external, um, I guess, uh, 
validation is the wrong word, but there was none of this external push or drive that was strong enough for me to go, okay, that's something that I need to do. So I had to start looking at why do I want to exercise? And the beauty of it, I guess, because I had gone into action, I had just chosen to do it. I was doing those that incidental exercise. I was making it as easy as possible for myself. I was getting in the pool and doing lap swimming. And to be honest, we have a nine meter pool. So the first time I got in there, I did six laps. The next time I got in there, maybe I did six laps again. And then I did eight laps. And slowly over, I think, a period of a month, I built it up to 40 laps. Um, <laughs> and so that was a bit of fun and a bit of an experiment. But I also saw where I was pushing myself and it kind of didn't become fun anymore. And so um, winter started to happen. It started to get a bit cold and I haven't been in the pool since, even though we've put a heater on the pool now. So I can totally get in there and do some laps. It's funny, I think the pool will be a little bit cold for me, a little bit hot for me at the moment. But that aside, swimming was really good and I was really enjoying it. And then that dropped away, but now running's come in. And so, and yoga started to come in and outrigging has come in. And so all of these things have started to flow through for me that just are naturally becoming part of my life. And the reason that I do exercise is because it makes me feel good. And I was kind of like, I, I've never really thought about that being enough of a driver for me to do anything. And there's been other areas of my life where I've let things go, like alcohol, like chocolate. Um, so those kind of big things that were a massive part of my life for a long time, I've managed to let them go. And with alcohol, I can look back at the journey of that and see how I had let that go over time. Like it wasn't just a I'm one and done, like with chocolate, that was just a we're going to give it up for 12 months and now it's been eight, nearly 18 months and we'll just see how far we can go kind of thing. Um, with alcohol, it was more of that I was having a drink that doesn't really taste good. Okay, I'll try something else. Okay, that tastes good, but I only want one or two of those. I don't want any more. Um, and so experimenting and just seeing what felt good to me was important. And at the end, like I, I've said before, my last glass or half glass was a glass of Bollinger. So the good stuff, right? And I still didn't like it. I just went, oh my gosh. So it didn't feel good to me. So when I'm coming back to exercise, I'm looking for things that are going to feel good to me. And interestingly, that align with me and allow me to be me rather than doing things because I should do them. For example, I've started outrigging. So this is like dragon boating, but slightly different, but similar to that kind of thing. Um, and feel free to Google this. <laughs> There's plenty of um, YouTube videos on this sort of stuff. And I went down on Easter Monday and I uh, did the outrigging. We went across um, to, we went out on the Burham River, which goes out into the ocean, and then across to Wood, Woodhaven, Woodhaven, I think it is. Anyway, across the way. And then we came back and it was hard work, trust me. Um, but I felt really good. And it was kind of a sense of community within the group of, of people who were doing it. And I was like, I'll definitely be back. Now, I was supposed to come back in my mind the following week, but something happened family-wise. Maybe someone was sick or maybe I was sick, actually. I think I got my period 
and I just didn't feel good. So I just went, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm actually going to honor myself. And I didn't go, which is huge for me because with netball, I always turn up no matter what's happening. I'm always there, but it's kind of like pushing, right? Whereas with this, I allowed that feminine flow. So it took me a few weeks to get back there. It probably took me another month. Um, I had some work that came up as well. So that sort of not interfered, but that meant that I couldn't go to outrigging. And then I went for the second time recently, um, about four weeks, three weeks ago, four weeks ago, and um, had a great time. And then I said to them, I'll be back in four weeks because I've got more work. So I can't be here, but I'll be back in four weeks. And so therefore I've done it in my own flow. And that has felt so amazing (laughs) to me. Um, It's been such a big change for me. And it's been letting go of a lot of the stories about how it has to be perfect. And if I want to be good at something, then I have to turn up more regularly. And of course, they're not just doing social stuff, they're doing competition stuff. And there's a lot of technique and stuff involved in outrigging that I'd love to learn more of. But letting go of all of that pressure around, oh, well, now you're here, maybe you should go and do competition with them. Now we should train with them during the week. But if I train with them through the week, then I can't be here when Teddy's or Teddy wakes up. And I'm like, yeah, I don't think that aligns with me. So finding ways that work with me, finding the ways that work with my family, aligning to my values and what's important to me has been really fun to play around with in this space. So I'm really giving this, like, giving us the opportunity to explore our goals differently. And if we could explore our goals or things that we want to achieve through how it makes us feel, what then can you create? Rather than us thinking that we have to do this thing and I have to go and play netball every Saturday and I have to be my best and I have to be really disciplined during the week with my eating and my exercise, like none of that really sounds really fun to me. But if I come at it from a place of I'm going to go for a run because I'm started to run again, um, so I'm going to go for a run and I'm going to enjoy this for the what the run is rather than putting myself under pressure to say it has to be for something else. It will absolutely contribute to my netball on a Saturday. It will contribute to my fitness from outrigging as well. Um, It will contribute to my netball, um, for my yoga practice as well. But it doesn't have to be perfect and it can just be one thing that I do that contributes to my overall or overarching sense of well-being and actual well-being, not just sense. So when we start to think about using physical activity as an example, what feels good to you? What are the activities that you would love to pull in into your soul life? Like when we think about living our soul life, what are those activities that we want to bring in? But also what are the feelings that we want to bring in about that those activities? And how often do we want to be doing it? When do we want to be doing it? With who do we want to be doing it? And We can then start to map that out or see what comes into our life as well. Like how did I find out about outrigging? I went down to our local store to get some chips for Teddy and Chris for lunch on Easter Saturday and out the front there were two ladies selling raffle tickets for outrigging. I didn't know that that's what they were selling them for but I bought some raffle tickets and I said, oh, what's it for? And they said it's for outrigging and I said, what's that? And... (laughs) with you know with we had a lovely conversation and two days I'm back out 
on the river with them, um, giving it a go. And I'm getting up at 7.15 or 7 o'clock, 7am in the morning to do it. Um, So it was really good fun and really valuable and something that, um, you know, when we open our eyes to the opportunities that are right in front of us, we can start to grow and we can start to evolve and change. And through doing that, we are creating our soul life because it's aligned to us. And often everything is right in front of us. Everything that we want is right in front of us. We just need to open our eyes. And that can be the hardest part. Even, you know, you say, my eyes are open, but I can't see it, but it's actually right there. So when we start to create that awareness, when we start to come back into ourselves, when we start to give ourselves permission to explore, experiment and have some fun, that's when things start to change. So how are you going to explore, experiment and have some fun? What are the things that you want to bring into your life from a physical activity perspective? What are the things that are right in front of you that you can pull in or that you can try and just have some fun with and let go of all the stories and just turn up for yourself? And what are the feelings that you want to feel on purpose when you start to do this sort of work? What are, how do you want to feel? Like, cause I don't want to necessarily run out there each day, but I know that I'll feel good at the end of it. And I know that through the run that I'm really proud of myself and I'm proud of what I've achieved even before I finish the run. <laughs> the fact that I'm there and that I'm running, I'm like, I'm doing really well. So choosing to anchor into those feelings even before you do that run, while you're doing the run, using affirmations, that's a big one for me as well, and telling myself that I'm proud of myself, it's amazing what we can achieve. And then that then helps us to do the next run because we're already feeling good because we know we're going to feel good at the end, but how about we start feeling good at the beginning and through the through the activity that we're doing, start to see what what we have naturally created in our life. All right, this was a big episode. (laughs) I hope it was helpful for you. And just knowing that we can really dive into that why and really allow it to change. Like I said, I thought my why was around, it was external enough. Like I've got to get out there on the netball court. Well, that wasn't enough to get me out doing any kind of fitness. Or, you know, in the past, it had all been about weight loss. And I was just like, yeah, but we're not doing that anymore. So what's my why? And so for me, coming back to what makes me feel good, that's where my transformation sits. And you can have a look at things in your past that you've done and see, was it driven by a feeling? Was it driven by a knowing? What was that driver for you? And come back and use that again for what you want to create going forward. So thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for, you know, diving into this podcast with me and being open to exploring what your soul life could look like. And if you would like some support with this, come over to my website and let's talk about working together so that you can really leverage off what I have learned um, and what I'm here to share with you and help you move faster. It's always a good thing, but in a sustainable way towards creating your soul life. So you can do that by heading over to my website, susanscollin.com, click on the work with me button and see the options there. You can do a free 50 minute initial health consultation with me there. Um, and we'll dive into, you know, what do you want to create? Where do you want to go? What are the challenges that you're facing or have faced in the past? What have you tried in the past? All really good questions to dive into. And then we can start creating that soul life together. 
And uh, yeah, if you loved this episode, please share it with someone you love and you know that it will resonate with. And please come and share your takeaways with me. Either hit me up in my DMs on Instagram or over at my.soul.life.podcast. Come and share with me what you took away from this episode. And I'll see you in the next episode. Bye.